Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Goldsheim. It is Friday, July 26th. LCMS 67th regular convention has concluded. Yeah, wrapped up yesterday. Um, the the exodus from Tampa <laughs> happened through the airports. It was amusing reading everybody's stories. Yes, lots of, <laughs> lots of stories. So uh, everything concluded yesterday, and uh, I believe most of the team, many of the team from the IC were all on like one of two flights uh, yeah, yesterday on a Tampa coming the back IC to St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, so they're making their way back and uh, uh, hopefully taking a little time to rest. Uh, be joining us in the, the building next week and our crew as well, uh, Kip and, and Gary and Mary who were there. So hopefully mm-hmm. if you were at the convention, had the opportunity to stop by the broadcast booth or the KFUO table in the exhibitors area, talk with Mary there and learn more about KFUO, get some cool KFUO swag, hopefully. Like the bags. Yes, those are the Bags cool... are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, so um, we'll have, I'm, I'm sure there'll be more events this uh, this year that uh, we'll have opportunities to give away some KFUO swag. Mm, the day sponsor up. luncheon mm-hmm. for yeah, our lovely day sponsors. this fall. <laughs> so uh, lots of opportunities. Uh, but uh, I want to share one more story with you from the convention. Uh, Kip was uh, at the convention and had the opportunity to meet with a number of people. And uh, theological educator, the Reverend Dr. Charles Courtright, uh, was there. And Kip had an opportunity to talk with him, learn more about the work that he's doing in St. Petersburg. So take a listen and uh, well, more after that. I'm Kip Allen reporting from the 67th Annual Convention of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod in Tampa, Florida. One of the things that the church does is a lot of mission work, and I have with me today a guest from the Office of International Mission. Hi, I'm Charles Courtright. I serve as a missionary or really theological educator in the Eurasia region over in Russia. Ah, we got it Yeah, I spoke to a man Heisey yesterday and uh, Jonathan Muley. So we had we had a lot of fun pretending we knew what we were saying. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's an intriguing role that you have now. You know, with the fall of the Iron Curtain, where the uh, the communist regime was so anti-religion, they really cramped in. Suddenly, that's all gone. What is the reaction of the people there to the gospel message? Well, I'm coming as, I would call me the second wave of LCMS workers over there. I'm in extreme Western Russia. I really can't say I know what goes on in the interior farther, but in St. Petersburg, um, actually we're meeting, I think, the same kind of reaction that Western Europe has had, or rather Central and Eastern Europe has had after the fall of the Soviet Union or the dissolving of it. Yeah, there was that initial time of uh, optimism, uh, religiously speaking, but it's been given way to the materialism and secularization of society. So actually, um, you know, when I walk around the streets or something, even if I have my collar on, largely ignored. <laughs> they don't have questions for you. The people we do work with, though, the Ingrian Lutherans there in the um, western part of, of Russia, are very excited and they are working hard to bring the gospel to others and that's what really my role is. I'm more of a supporting role than a frontline role with the, the mission work. Well, one thing I've learned is that the uh, Lutheran Historical Foundation is providing a lot of written material in, in, the, in the Russian language to the people there. Is this something that you help with uh, to distribute to make sure that they get the, uh, the gospel? I'm a consumer (laughs) (laughs) and a very grateful one. L Lutheran Heritage Foundation has supplied some of the basic texts, as you know, that our seminarians need and the church uh, needs more widely. 
Um, they have helped support with these basic texts that now I can go in without having to work through a translator all the time, uh, make assignments, work with the actual texts in the Russian language with the seminarians. That's a great, great, great blessing. So we're very, very grateful for their work. And as I said, I'm a, I'm a fan. <laughs> Are we ordaining actual, actual Russians now as uh, Lutheran pastors? Uh, the Ingrian Lutheran Church certainly is. Uh, they have a small seminary. The seminary cannot support a large population. But they are graduating four to six graduates every year. And then these men go out. Uh, my understanding with the church is they have about three years to get themselves in a position where they can support themselves because few of the congregations can do that. But they are adding. So if, if my history is correct, when the Soviet Union dissolved in 1991, there was one lone Ingrian congregation still in existence. And now they're over 90. Wow. So it is growing. Uh, you know, this isn't Pentecost, obviously, but it is growing. And what's especially good to see, for example, St. Mary's Church in downtown St. Petersburg, the number of children. And then also out at the seminary, we have a seminarian we're thinking of who has a young son. He says, I hope my son grows up to be a pastor. What, what message do you have for Lutherans here in the United States concerning the European area, Eastern Europe, about uh, Lutheranism? You know, I was said in the presentation in the, uh, the main hall, it may seem surprising. Why do we work in Europe? Why do we work in Russia? Hasn't the gospel been there? But I think the past tense has to be uh, stressed, just as in our own country, uh, to a lesser degree and maybe slower than what's happened in Europe in general and then in Russia because of the Soviet experience. Uh, the gospel is not present. Even with the large uh, state churches, so often there's not the kind of understanding of the gospel that uh, any Bible believer would be happy with. Um, for myself, you know, when I when I get on the um, subway in St. Petersburg, you're confronted with all these Russians, and you realize that so few of them even know the name of Jesus in any real sense. It just underscores why are we there because Christ has called us to be there. Well, I think part of that is the heritage of the Russian Orthodox Church, where they're more into ritual and iconism than they are really into preaching the pure gospel message. That's what, what, it's just what we do. Yes, that's, that's a fair assessment, unfortunately. I think, according to the statistics I've seen, only about 40%, in fact, of the 172 million, or 142 million, excuse me, Russians, actually uh, um, identify as Orthodox. So that's the majority, but that leaves an awful lot of people who don't even identify with any religion. And then within orthodoxy itself, it does seem to distress the ritual. You see people going to the great churches and so forth, mostly just to witness, to, to, to watch what's going on. They will show up for a baptism and pay for it, show up for a funeral and pay for it. But there's not that kind of pastoral uh, engagement that you would like to see. Are you going to be heading back to Russia soon? Yes, we are. We're just finishing our um, NSM work, our, our support and um, uh, support work here in the United States. And so my wife and I will head back to Russia in early August. Well, thank you very much for sharing your experience. It's, it's, it's heartening, heartening to know that we are once again spreading the message, this time into the old world, you know, where the yeah. message originally came. 
We seem to have forgotten it sometimes, and now we're trying to carry on. And just one last note, the uh, Lutherans, of course, have been in that area of Western Russia since the 1600s. Oh, yeah. So we are, we are back, I guess I'd say. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Always good to get those updates and thankful for our staff journalist, Kip Ellen, to be there on mm-hmm. site to, to capture those stories and share those with us. Uh, we can, Sarah, where can we find more stories from the LCMS convention? Yeah, you can find everything that we've done, uh, all the interviews that, that Kip has done and all of the uh, our regular programs that are either from convention or about convention at kfuo.org slash convention. And all of the LCMS stuff, live streams, Twitter, Facebook, all of that is at lcms.org slash convention. So kfuo.org slash convention, lcms.org slash convention. Mm-hmm. Everything else is unconventional. That is um, true. So if you want to find the conventional <laughs> stuff, it's uh, either one of those. Uh, so the KFUO interviews, kfuo.org slash convention. And, uh, and Kip had a few other stories from yes. there. Had a chance to talk with the new LWML president mm-hmm. as well, yeah. and hear um, from her, uh, Pastor uh, Fritchie. Oh yeah, in uh, in the DR, Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a, a couple of good stories there. A few good stories there from from Kip Allen. So check that out. KFUO.org/slash/convention. Um, everybody winding down from convention this weekend and relaxing. Hopefully you have a chance to, uh, the, 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 your keyboard has been like on fire from the last two weeks trying to keep up and, and, and stay on top of all these stories. That is true. Hopefully a chance to, to get back to normal pace now for everyone. Yeah. Sure. Normal routine is weird now. It doesn't feel right. Like, I don't, I don't know how to do this anymore. I feel <laughs> like I should so be going long. on a trip next week. I know. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us for the coffee hour today. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.